0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. I talked about this this morning. Take heed what you hear. Like Kenneth Wiest, Greek commentary, said keep a watchful eye. Ever keep a watchful eye on what you hear. Be vigilant about what you hear. What you allow yourself to listen to. He said, be careful, be watchful about what you hear because with the same measure you use in hearing, it will be measured back to you. But we know according to Luke 6, 36, 38 rather, that it'll be measured back, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. What you give your ear to Will come back to you in abundance. That's why it's so important that we take heed to what we hear. I don't take heed, I don't keep a watchful eye on what I hear so much out of fear. I I take heed to what I hear because I don't want to disappoint the master. I don't want anything in my life that would be displeasing and be dishonorable to him. He's done too much for me. He's done too much for me to allow anything of this world to gain a root and a place on the inside of me and that could very subtly lead me astray and lead me out of his his will for my life. I can't afford it. Not not out of dread or out of fear. I can't, I, I can't, I can't. I don't want to displease the one who saved me, gave everything, gave everything for me, gave everything. We were dead. We were dead. God brought us back from the dead brought us back from the dead somebody said you have a good testimony yeah I have a good testimony I was dead and God brought me back from the dead it's a pretty good testimony it's true he gave up everything so that I could have everything hallelujah that's why I watch Keep a watchful eye out on what I hear because I know what I give my ear to will determine the destiny of my life. It'll determine how I go. It'll determine how I live, but it'll determine what will become of me. It'll determine how I'll please the Lord or not please him. To you who hear the word, to you who hear the right things, more will be given. I I don't want to hear the wrong things. I don't want to give my ear to the wrong things, but I equally must give my ear to the right things. Jesus was teaching sort of along this same line in the ninth chapter of Luke. And he said, let these words sink down into your ears. Let these words sink down into your ears. That's what we must do. We must let his words sink down into our ears. To you who hear, more will be given. Whoever whoever has to him, more will be given. Matthew says, and he'll have abundance. We need the abundance. We need the, we need the abundance of God. We need to hear more of what God is saying to us. We need to hear more of what uh, he has for us, his instructions, more of his plan. We, we need in these last days as never before there's never been a more critical time when we needed when we needed to know his plan and fully walk in his plan and the only way to do that is to hear more and the only way to hear more is to hear more <laughs> amen glory to god we talked about this morning that if you give your ear to offense, you're going to be filled with offense. You give your ear to deception, you'll be filled with the deception. But if you give your ear to the truth, you'll be filled with the truth. You know, it's, it's really easy. Uh, PG was talking from the fourth chapter of Philippians later in the chapter. Brother John was talking earlier. Let me, let me get in the middle here. Go to, to Philippians. Philippians, the fourth chapter. He stopped, John stopped at verse seven. Let's look at verse number eight. This, this, this will help you right here to know what to hear. What, do, what are you giving your ear to? This is the, right here. He's telling us the only things that qualify to be giving our ear to. Whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the peace of God will be with you. He's telling us right here, this is the checklist. This is the list that we run everything by. What are you hearing? Is it true? Well, it's true now, brother. (laughs) What that person did, they really did that dastardly deed, and I'm telling everybody because it's true. Well, it might be true, But is it noble? Is it just or righteous? Is it pure? Mm. We need to give our ear to the pure things. Is it pure? It has to pass pass all these tests in order to qualify for our ears. The things we hear, if it doesn't pass this test, all of the things of this is not qualified. To come into our ears, to for us to give our ears to. I mean, you can't help things coming your way, but you can you can determine what you give your ear to. Right. Amen. Amen. Is it lovely? It is is it of of good is it a good report? Hmm. Is it virtuous? Is it praiseworthy? These are the things we're supposed to meditate on. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we were looking at Mark. Let's look at Luke 8. I mentioned this today. Let's examine this a little bit. Luke 8, verse number 16. Now, remember, Jesus used this illustration of the lamp and not being hidden under a bed and so forth He used this in in the Sermon on the Mount, what's called the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew uh, 5th, 6th chapter, 7th chapter. He used it uh, in reference to letting our light shine. But this was a different day. He used the same illustration, but he applied it differently. And, And this is, you know, the previous verses here, the parable of the sower. And he said, no one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lamp lamp stand that those who enter may see the light. God wants us to see the light. He's not brought the revelation of the truth to be hidden. We're not to hide it, we're to see it. He's not hiding it, and we're not supposed to hide it. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. We read that in, 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 uh, in Mark's gospel. There is nothing secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. This is in the context of those who hear. Those who hear. If you're willing to hear. But now notice verse 18. Mark said Mark said it like this take heed what you hear. He not only said, take heed what you hear. In verse 18, he said, take heed how you hear. It's important what we hear. It's also important how we hear. Take heed how we hear. I just have a little bit left here before we turn the page and go into the next part of our study. Take heed how you hear. Makes all the difference in the world. Oh. what the attitude of your heart is and whether, whether you have a willing and open heart and whether you're listening and whether you're willing to take correction, whether you're willing to adjust your ways. God is, God is always trying to help us. He doesn't correct us He doesn't correct us to punish us. He corrects us to steer us higher. Because we get sidetracked in our Christian walk, particularly if we start looking at the wrong things, hearing the wrong things, thinking the wrong things, we'll start going in the wrong direction, and the Lord, he'll he'll nudge us, he'll correct us to get us back on track. But if you don't approach the word and, and, and those words from God the right way, you're not hearing rightly. Take heed how you hear. Go back to uh, Matthew, the 13th chapter. Matthew 13, same topic under discussion. Verse 15 says, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Now, when something grows dull, then it was sharp. (laughs) At one point, it wasn't dull, but it grew dull. He said, the people who sat in the multitude that day the ones who, who did not press in to hear more, Jesus said, more's not given to them. It's not given to them. Why? Because they didn't hear. They, cho- they chose not to hear, so more was not given. In fact, he said, when you, when you choose not to hear, you start losing what you think you had, and you grow dull." You grow dull. I looked up just, just to see what this meant in the English dictionary. Dull has a lot of meanings, but in reference to, to this context, it means to be slow in perception or sensibility. Slow to perceive. Slow in perception or sensibility. One. One. Number two, lacking zest or vivacity. There's a word you haven't used today. (laughs) Lacking zest or vivacity. Listless. Listless. Number three, slow in action. Sluggish. He said, You've grown. Slow in perception. You've lost your zest. He's talking about these people. Let it not be true of us. For the hearts of this people, these people, they've lost their zest. They've become listless. Slow to act. Oh, church, we have to act on everything we hear. Everything the Lord speaks to us, we have to act on. And we have to be alert and active because if not, we'll grow dull. You know, what, you know what growing dull sounds like? It sounds like, oh, I've heard all of this before. Pastors preaching on faith. I've heard this so many times. I know all about this. There was a man, Angel would know who I was talking about, would know who I'm talking about. There was a man a number of years ago that started attending our church. He and his wife, wonderful man, good man, his wife, sweet lady. And I don't remember, it's been so many years ago, now I don't remember the background or where they, they lived in the, in the area. They weren't part of the church when we first started, but not too long after we started, maybe, I don't know, a few years. This man and his wife showed up and introduced themselves. And, uh, you know, some people their mannerisms give them away. You know what I'm talking about? There's an air about people. And this man sacheted up to me after church. And he had such an air about him. He just wanted to, to greet me and shake my hand. He was so glad I was in the community. Because you see, he knew about faith. He had heard Kenneth Hagin and all the other great faith teachers and he was so glad that there was somebody here in our community teaching these things. And his attitude was, yeah, I'm, I'm in the in crowd. I'm like you, Pastor. I, now, now don't misunderstand, don't misunderstand me. Pastors are in a, uh, a particular class because of the office that we're in. But other than that, there's not anything special about anybody in ministry, so we're not in a special class, you know, of, of you know, privileged or inside anything. We just, a, we just have a responsibility, that's all. Listen, I didn't know Kenneth E. Hagan as well as many people knew him, but I knew him, I had some interaction with him, some personal time with him. And I found him, he was the most spiritual man I've ever known of in modern times. In personal Interaction with him, he was the most humble. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about phony humility. You know what that's like, yes. phony humility. No, it's not, it's not really, just the most natural, down-to-earth, unassuming man. He didn't consider himself to be special. At, he didn't consider himself to be special. He didn't just say that. He didn't, he, he had a famous saying, you know, that, that uh, people say, oh, Kenneth Hagan, he's a great man of God. He said, no, Kenneth Hagan is an ordinary man with a great God. But that wasn't just a saying. He actually believed that. In the height of his ministry, when he was packing out the, the Tulsa Convention Center camp meeting, 27,000 people in attendance, he said sometimes he would be in the, right, in, in, in the back and he'd be thinking, why in the world would anybody, why in the world would these people come to hear me? I don't even understand why anybody would come to hear me. So I'm not talking about believing I'm in any kind of special class that I'm not. But this man, it's like he wanted to be my pal because he was in this clique with me that was different than everybody else because he knew about this faith stuff. He, he got it. He'd gotten it a long time before I'd ever come on the scene. And, and he just, it was that... I'm glad you're here teaching these things. So I just sit in the congregation and kind of encourage you. And, and uh, you know, he, he wanted to be my, my inside buddy. And he couldn't, he couldn't have that place because there, that place didn't exist. It <laughs> didn't exist for me, let alone for anybody else. it wasn't anybody in that class. And he came for a while. He never heard. I could see it all over him. When I would teach on the authority to believe or faith or healing. That's right. Yep. You're doing good, brother. He didn't hear. He had lost his hearing. God couldn't reach and God had some things to say to him, but he was tapped at where he thought he was. I don't I don't know where he is now. We lost touch with him. But he's been in our community for decades, and maybe until just recently. I don't know. Hasn't been in any church consistently. It's not been a blessing anywhere. Not been a part of anything because he didn't have an ear to hear. It's been marginalized and sidelined. And, you know, I don't know what he's doing now. Maybe he's changed. But in a community our size, I would know over the years if he had ever. Became a part of anything. Because every now and then, over the years, just every few years, our paths have crossed. No different. Going over here, going over there. Enlightening this group, enlightening that group. (laughs) Let's go back to the scriptures. (laughs) For the heart of this people have grown listless, slow in perception. Their ears... Are hard of hearing. Eh? That's, eh? That's what we say, you know, when people can't, they say eh, it's spelled EH. I looked it up, that is a word, eh. Eh? And it means, say that again, I didn't get that. They're, they were hard of hearing because they closed their ears, their eyes they have closed. Don't close your eyes. Don't sit in church. Don't sit at home when you're you're reading and and praying and and looking at the scriptures. Don't close your ears or your eyes to what the Spirit of, of God is saying to you at that time. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Now, the rest of this is pretty good. He said, their their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn, and turn, and turn, and turn, and I would heal them. He said, if they would just hear, if they would just have eyes to see, have, a, have a, an upright heart, have a, a, a hunger to, to, to hear, he said, they could turn, they could turn. God, there are times when the, when the Lord wants to turn us. You know, if someone turns from the truth, if someone turns away from the truth and, and, you, and you help turn that person back, he said you turn someone away from error, and you save a soul from death, cover a multitude of sins. Yeah, God. Listen, we need to turn, and sometimes the Lord uses other people to help us turn, He uses people to pray for us yeah. that we might turn, He uses people to, to talk to us that we might turn. The Lord will use your pastor to speak to you so that you will hear and turn from where you're going, the direction you're going. There was a separate man. There was a man in 1983 in our church. And the Lord sent me to him to correct him. He he was involved in some things he shouldn't have been involved in. He had some attitudes that were wrong. And he was stirring up trouble in the church. This church, our church. It's called Faith Christian Fellowship then, but this church. And the Lord sent me to him. But he didn't have ears to hear. He wouldn't hear. Completely rejected what... Now, it's not because of me. It was the Lord. And he wouldn't hear. He completely rejected rebelled now for a while it didn't look like he turned from god it looked like he 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 was you know going to really go after god his own way reject what the pastor said and go do his own thing but pastor greg and i ran into his son a few years ago at a local restaurant and He was talking about his daddy, this man. You know what he's doing now? This was a few years ago. He was a mercenary, a paid killer in other countries. He traveled the world as a mercenary on assignment to kill people. He had been sort of a special forces guy in Vietnam And had some of these talents. And he went from being in our church and going after God. I prayed with him. I prayed with his brother. Got him filled with the Holy Ghost. And a few years ago, he's out in the jungle somewhere, in the desert somewhere. as a hired gun killing people telling you we need to be real careful that we turn when the Lord is speaking to us because if you turn one from the error of his way James says I think it's in James pretty sure it is says you will save a soul from death cover a multitude of sins well, if that would work for somebody else, it sure work for yourself. Yeah. Amen It pays, it pays to, to hear, lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. Praise the Lord. Now the word heal oftentimes, and you've heard me say this in the New Testament, The word that's translated heal is very often translated from the word sozo and it's the same word which means to save or soteria is salvation and sometimes it's translated healing. Uh, Very often when you see the word heal or healing, it's that sozo or or, uh, which is a noun or soteria which is a, or soteria is a noun and, and sozo is a verb and it means to save but in the physical sense, that's not the word that's used here. This word is is the word that only means to cure, to bring a cure, to heal normally your body. But it, but it can mean it means to cure. It could mean to cure anything. Said they wouldn't they wouldn't hear, they wouldn't see, they wouldn't understand with their heart and turn. He said so I could cure them so that I could straighten them out I tell you what if I'm if, if, if messed up I want to get cured <laughs> if I'm not going the right way I want the cure but you have to have a you have to you have to hear the right things but you have to hear it right take heed how you hear amen well this this wraps up I just wanted to get that last little part in because it's important. Amen. Glory to God. Some of, the, some of the most tragic things have happened to people because they wouldn't hear. People that, that we've known in our lives, people that we've known over the... You know, I've been pastoring this church for 40 years, <laughs> almost. Next year will be 40 years. And, you know, when you, when you stay in one place for 40 years... You, there are some things that aren't theory. You see, from the vantage point of actual history, that you can actually chronicle history. And there are people that, that have come through over the years that God was dealing with them. They just were getting a little sidetracked, and the word of the Lord would come again and again, and they would not hear. They just wouldn't hear. Sit right in this church. Here in the old the old location. Just sit there and would not hear. And they, they wouldn't, because they didn't hear, they didn't turn. Some of the most tragic things have happened to people. Yes. Completely lost out. Yes. Very often, it looks like for a while, everything's good. But I'm telling you, be willing to hear, yeah. to hear right. Amen. So well, praise the Lord. That's all I had. So wanted to finish that up. You witnessed it 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. You get anything out of that? Amen. Praise God. Let's just stand up and thank Jesus for his goodness and mercy. Thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Did you get that, Doug? Do you get what I was saying to you? The Lord's talking to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You've given us everything. We love you. We want want your plan for our lives. We want to be fully in your plan, fully in your will, fully pursuing the purpose for our lives in Christ. So that we can so that we can hit that mark so that we can hit that mark the prize the call of God the upward call in Christ we can hit that mark and one day arrive we're not going to get there tomorrow but the end Will be in that place, that place that you had picked out, foreordained before the foundations of the world, for us to to occupy. We can be in that place, so we can hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah.